0: Armored Bear Productions. Welcome, everybody. You're listening to Out of Character, the Not Safe for Wizards Q&A Talk Show. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Out of Character. I'm Gary, your host, and tonight I have on with me Greg, who plays Lilith, and Kayla, who plays Jade. Welcome. Hello. Hello. And tonight we're going to be going over the episode Into the Mine, where we uh, get to go into the mine. Uh, (laughs) This episode was a lot of fun. (laughs) Hey, you know what? When I saw what the name of the episode was, I was like, come on, we could get a better name than that, can't
1: we? <laughs> Joe phoned that one in.
0: <laughs> maybe, maybe a tiny bit, but then then I, know. I, I thought about it a little bit. I'm like, uh, what would it be? Uh, tasty Treats and Dirty Places? I, I'm not <laughs> sure. <laughs> I had no idea.
1: See, I would have gone for the dork quote and then and, and called it, they call it a mine. They, you call know, name. they call yeah. it a mine. But you know, that's because I'm a Gandalf freak. But
2: <laughs> nothing. Um, nothing behind this wooden wall.
0: <laughs> nothing behind this wooden wall. Uh, actually, it's, it's funny you should mention that. I, w- I was going to bring this up later, but I think that we, we don't do enough of searching behind things, looking for stuff. Uh, l- l- so I'm going to skip ahead a bit into the episode because in this episode we we leave the palace and you know you guys hit the market we'll go back into the market later but we end up at the foundry right where we're searching around through the foundry and one of the things we do is like Chase just bustles his way through a door to search some rooms that we're thinking are sus. But we don't actually like search the walls and the panels to see if there's like a hidden entrance or anything like that. And and I was thinking to myself, this is very, very just not thorough of us. I was wondering what you guys thought of it.
1: Um, I feel like we were on a bit of a guided tour. Um, So there was less opportunity, although Chase makes his own opportunities. Um, But I also really felt like, and and I don't know, this is going to sound weird, but I really felt like nobody really thought much of the Foundry. Like the Foundry was a ruse to make it, to make our, you know, quote unquote touring the city more legitimate looking when everybody had their brains already on that the mine was our target.
0: Oh, that's a very good point. Uh, and we even said... Was, all the- was,
2: Lilith was fixated on the mines after the Queen said not the mines.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. And you also had the map from uh, your friend's from the, uh, what was the tavern called? Oh, God, don't ask me questions, Gary. Oh my God, you're going to um, make
1: me go look up my notes? Like, what's wrong with you?
0: Okay. No, <laughs> don't worry about it. We, we don't actually need to you know. He, I, the reason why I asked him is because he knew it so well in the episode, and I didn't write it down. So I figured he knew what it was right off the top of his head. Gary, I've slept since then. Oh, okay. That's why. Uh, I, I get it. Happens.
2: I I have, like, a three-day memory. I can remember stuff of, if if I did it on Wednesday, gone by Sunday.
0: What, you've slept in three weeks? I don't think I have.
1: (laughs) We can't all all be you, Gary. Uh,
0: Okay, so we can rewind. We can go back to the beginning of the episode, because we really shouldn't just jump around. We should do this in chronological order, you're right. Uh, (laughs) uh, The first thing is... Uh, what, what's the fun in that? Uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe just that way we don't miss anything. Maybe so that way okay. people actually can follow along. Maybe so that way we're just not all over the place. I, I don't
2: Poppy
1: know. Poppycock. Um,
0: poppycock. Why you be an all-considerate all of the fan?
1: Now I so. want to know the origin of the word poppycock. Anyway, you were saying...
0: Uh, maybe for next episode, we'll know the answer. Uh, so the very beginning Actually, of the episode, I think you hit in badminton, but a poppycock, or is that a shufflecock, a shuttlecock in badminton? I think it's a shuttle, shuttle.
1: it's a yeah. shuttle. Yeah, so what
0: yeah. It? poppycock's what you say when, well, I like Kayla just said a minute ago, or was it you that just said it? See, that's how bad memory okay. is. Um, so, anyhow. <laughs> Back to the episode. Uh Uh, Thank you, everybody, for putting up with us. Uh, First off, I want to say the fucking document. The fucking document. The fucking document. 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 Show them the document. Show them the document. Show them the document. No. Joe, uh, uh, every now and then, I know you give us something that you're just unhappy to give us. I'm sure the document's going to be one of them, because we're just going to use the document like it's... You know, as you said, it's the key to the city. Um, And I wanted to think of ways that we can abuse the document. Uh, Because let's, uh, I guess we're going to hop through the episode some more. Because think about it, like, you know, everywhere we got stopped. We got stopped in the market. We got stopped trying to get into the foundry. Got stopped trying to get into the mine and twice in the foundry, twice in the mine, and everywhere we got stopped, we just showed the documents, like, oh, ambassadors! Have you guys ever thought of trying to use your ambassador status to just do whatever you want?
1: Um, no. No, I, I think that, that we're... I think if we had downtime, like, real actual, we don't have a mission right now downtime, some, some shenanigans and fuckery may occur with such things, but I think right now we are so focused on getting to the War Makers that I don't think it's crossed any of our minds.
0: What about, uh, Greg, you said no, but I could see Lilith being one of those boozy, slutty ambassadors that you hear about from Washington, D.C.
2: Look, okay, Lilith is done with her slutty ways because
0: she keeps getting, you know, V-blocked by everybody. Well, you know, if she she ran off by herself, I'm sure that she could, you know, get some. Never split the party, Gary. <laughs> it would make for my an amazing be, rescue
2: mission. My luck, would be a tentacle monster. <laughs>
0: well, it would That's be a great way to give that. A- oh, to that. But! <laughs> uh, I'm just thinking of some really weird hentai now. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, boy. You out out the uh, maybe that was the right thought, and I just shouldn't have vocalized it. Uh, <laughs> uh, you, you might have just thrown me off my game for the rest of the night, right there.
1: There it is. I'm
0: sorry, Gary. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> I, never, I, was just-
1: I never saw Lilith as particularly slutty, I saw her as empowered as a woman. Uh, yeah, but she you. was never like, okay, y'all, if you could hear the game I'm running, I got a character in that game. Mm. She's uh particularly empowered. Um, <laughs> but uh Lilith just Lilith is just having fun being a woman, you know, and, and exactly. taking advantage of being able to get attention from time to time, which is, you know, hey man, if you got it. She wants to be the queen of something. <laughs> if you've got it. Flaunt it. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I mean, she's a pretty girl. Come on, she's girl. 11. We're going to town. Oh boy, can you imagine a girl's night?
0: Oh with yeah. This girl? Well, well, in this I episode, could... uh, Jade went ahead and uh, took a page out of Love's book and totally did the uh,
1: persuasion seduction trick. Yeah, she did a little bit, and that's new for Jade. Jade doesn't doesn't up until recently hasn't like. Taken the, the bat-your-eyelashes approach to things too much. She's deceased. She's learning from Lilith. <laughs> uh,
0: I, I half expected it to be a bat-your-eyelashes, get them to walk away from you, and then stab
1: in the back.
2: Jesus. We're yeah, murder I, hobos.
0: We're not that
2: kind of murder hobo.
1: <laughs> I can't say things like that don't cross my mind. Um, But I think Jade is still she's i mean she definitely can you know can can draw draw blood with the best of them, but uh I think that she's less likely to get into a situation like that unless she absolutely has to like she's she is not the draw and shoot that chase can be when properly provoked quite yet um but but it's not something she isn't thinking about like i think the the influences around her, you know like. Like the batting your eyelashes thing and, and all of that. I think that she is kind of growing uh, and learning things from her friends. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> For better what... or worse. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: okay, I think we've uh, seduced this topic out enough. <laughs> uh, so, um, you guys go to the market. Uh, we all, I guess I'm saying you guys, I'm part of this group now. We all go to the market. Uh, uh-huh. I get to be gruff at you quite a bit because uh I'm trying to play this idea I had of being, you know, this impoverished, this uh self impoverished uh monk type cleric uh paladin, sorry. Couldn't think of what the word was. Um but also kind of very serious character. And I'm having a hard time doing it actually, because uh I'm I like yeah. to walk around. But I want the character to be serious, <laughs> so um, I I I wanted to mention that I think like after I hear it back after I say something I'm like, man, I sound more like a Vulcan than anything else than than an elf on, on unhappy <laughs> half these statements. Um, so I just want to mention that out there because I'm sure other people are like, what's wrong with him? <laughs> and well, I, I mean, hear everybody
1: it- needs a straight man, you know? Like you're the it, you're the stoic comedy.
0: It's something like that. I'm trying to figure <laughs> it out uh, oh. any advice people want to give me, uh, hit me up, let me know because uh, this one's a new one for me. Usually, I just play more of my own type of character. So we well, almost uh, grew, but yeah, I think I, a good job. What was that? I like Val. Yeah, I, you know Val. I I I, I think. He's going to be a good character. I really do. I just, the struggle is what I mean. You know, like, I I recognize that I'm struggling on trying to play him the way I want to play him. Um, And there's a bunch of times where, like, I'm thinking one thing, and I know that Vel would be thinking another thing, uh, which is very weird for me. That is the
1: graduation from playing a character that exhibits very similar character traits to yourself. To really being able to play a character that is not just you in disguise, I, I agree. Uh, I, I've fought
2: that battle a little bit with Lilith too.
1: <laughs> I bet.
0: <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> i I try
2: my you know rudder with this character.
0: I mentioned that I I I've tried playing uh, a female character a couple of times, and I just have a hard time getting into that kind of mindset of playing on the opposite side. Um, just um, same type of difficulties. I want to try it again at some point uh, just to, cause I think it's a good experience. It's fun. It's something to do. Um, the reason I have never played a
2: male character in never? all my years, playing D&D, I don't think I have ever played a male character.
0: I think you mentioned so this I, once before, and it was it, you said that it was so that way you could play because in the real world, you're a man, so why not, when you're yeah. making believing play something else, right?
2: Yes, yeah. and I did one time I played a druid uh, furboken, What's but a fur? that game only lasted one, uh, one um, session, and we never went back to it. What's a furboken? I don't even think I know that race. They're a giant that- kin. Oh, okay. talking about a
1: furball?
0: Furball, yeah. I, you know. Oh, don't worry. I, I speak I, I Greg. It's fine. Pronounce anything either.
1: Furball, well. as someone would say. Something, something. Not quite a giant. <laughs> yeah, furball.
0: Furball, yeah. Okay. Uh, I, mean, I didn't remember what it was at all. So don't worry.
2: <laughs> um, I get most of my character ideas from reading book. Yeah,
0: but the whole entire uh, market scene with uh, coffee cake and buying all the treats, I thought was great. But I thought that the whole entire market scene kind of exposed uh, a bigger aspect of the whole entire world that Joe has with the Elven Kingdom. I think he was trying to really point towards how segregated... Uh, the Elven Kingdom is. And we've talked about the segregation in the Elf Kingdom, but I think right there he was really kind of uh, narrowing it out.
1: With the whole buying of pastries?
0: Well, not just that, but um, how everybody was watching us and how surprised the uh, vendor was to see outsiders gotcha. and then being stopped by the guard. Mm hmm. Um, so all these little things that Joe kind of hinted in towards us that were, you know, um just little clues, I think. Maybe I'm reading too much into it. You know me, I like to read into things. Uh, well, but yeah. they're all little signs that really made me feel like, whoa, there's this there's this uh real um classist society going on here that's uh racial prejudice. Well, there was
2: other parts when Joe did it, too, to agree with you. When we were walking from the inn to the castle to the, the tree palace, you could see that there was you know, a definite divide from where the other races were into where the elves started in the city.
0: Yeah, you're absolutely right. I had forgotten about that. There was like a demarcation line where, look, if you're not an elf, you don't go past this point. It's the inner city versus the outer city, the slums versus the uh golden land in the middle. So, uh True. there's something to think about how uh how well he's built up this uh this world inside of the elf kingdom without even, you know, we've talked about it outside, but I don't think he's explicit, explicitly said it too much. He's just kind of given little hints inside of each episode. Um, yeah, it's
1: pretty. It's pretty clear at this point that uh, that the city as a whole is is kind of elitist, and you know we see it with the the dwarves and the halflings being brought in just as workers and and stuff like that. And and we I mean it's been it's been made pretty clear that this particular elven city is is a little bit a little bit xenophobic, a little bit you know wanting to keep to themselves, which is something that has been a larger trope in D&D in the past
0: mm-hmm. but
1: lately in like 5e and, and you know the last couple of years we've seen less and less of it so it's even more of a standout now
0: well there was an active uh, there was an active campaign inside of D&D inside of uh, Wiz- maybe not Wizards but inside of the, the D&D world to actually be like we are going to force inclusivity, uh oh amongst- yeah,
1: no, Wizards of the Coast is enforcing it,
0: yeah, and and Wizards is now enforcing it um i mean for for me, like I don't feel like that's absolutely necessary. I, I believe in inclusivity in the real world, one hundred percent, um because I mean, you guys know me i'm i I don't have a problem with anybody uh anywhere, uh but when it comes to you know telling stories and make believe and whatnot, you know, it, it, there's a reason why we have literature. Uh, part of it's to remember the past, part of it's to learn, part of it's to entertain. Um, there's all these reasons why we you know kind of work our way through stories, and to limit uh, literature, I think, is is a real problem, um, or to limit any type of creative outlet uh so so i I think joe's kind of adventurous in that regard uh by keeping away from that whole thing if if he's doing it purposely i don't know
1: i feel Um, like it has more to do with the story overall because the big thing that we've been seeing is kind of this war makers creating a divide between races where before there was a treaty um, and and that treaty is being challenged in a lot of different ways. so there's there's some contrast there. And I mean, like as far as what Wizard of the Coast is doing, Wizard of the Coast is basically taking away um, uh, l- benefits or disadvantages that have to do with race. The storytelling is still up to us, you know, and and as DMs, if we choose to uh, include, like Joe is a city that, Uh, keeps to themselves or wants to be all elvish for whatever reason it is. You know, WotC isn't necessarily saying, no, you can't do that. They're simply saying that they are not going to uh, continue to perpetuate the uh, automatically evil or automatically good because of your race or automatically getting uh, certain benefits or deductions because of race. At least that's the way I understand it.
0: I thought they were also eliminating the stereotypes within their campaign type of materials.
1: Right, like the stuff that they're writing, the the modules that they're writing, they're definitely leaning away from that kind of stuff. I saw Chris Perkins did a whole thing on it. Um, <clears throat> and, and I, the, I read that way back, but
0: mm-hmm. um, I remember thinking that it was it was heavy handed. Um, was was my only thought on it. Uh, like I'm fine with inclusivity. And with you know doing things to make it easier for characters to do things for players to do things, my only thought on it was, or I'm sorry, not my only thought, but my, my thought there was that you know we're we're kind of making the mechanics, uh, we're we're taking away from the mechanic restrictions of doing things in order to make things kind of just this open accepting type. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna. Completely mangle what I'm trying to say here. It's almost false acceptance um, because it's not that we weren't accepting before. Uh, oh. We're making this acceptance inside of inside of our make believe, uh, even though you know it doesn't affect how people are actually outside of DND. At least I don't feel that it does. Um, I, I think see, that there's I see it as a
1: pendulum swing um because when D started out uh besides the fact that it started out basically as kind of wargaming, um when it came to the races and things like that early on uh there was a lot of like you know drow are absolutely evil uh you know furbok or um smurf nevelin are absolutely evil you know things like that um there was a lot of absolutes uh that people have kind of said that they don't want anymore and I think that that pendulum has to swing wide the other way Um, especially because in our culture and our society today where we are railing so hard against prejudice of all kinds and especially in the past year or so where the kind of rebellion so to speak has just you know reached a a pinnacle uh, Watsi's responded to that in a way that they feel is important because this is their audience and, you know, with all of the younger generation coming on board and learning about D&D, this is their way of saying, we hear you. And I think that things will settle as, as people write more stories and as DMs do what it is that they do to cater for what a, whoever it is that they're playing with. <clears throat> but I think it's, it's more of a sign of the times. And it's Watsi saying, you know, we hear you, we understand, we agree, you know, and we are fighting with you.
0: Uh, I, I think I agree that you know, Watsy has to do what's, what's best for their audience and what their audience wants. Uh, so if, that, if that's what their audience wants, then that's great. Um, I guess, to some degree, I, I disagree. Uh, I think that saying... I, I, I definitely agree that things should not be absolutely evil. I think that teaches the wrong, uh, the wrong uh, morals, the wrong lesson. But swinging all the way over to the opposite pendulum uh, is just a a way of of wanting a push back into the opposite direction again. Uh, in engineering, we call it feedback control. Uh, we see the same type of concept in politics over and over again, uh, where we swing back and forth. Um, so uh, yeah, I, I guess uh, I'll give you two the final word on this. Uh, Greg and Kayla, if you guys want to say anything else. Uh, but after that, maybe we should move on.
1: Moving on! No, I think I said my piece. That's kind of how I feel about it.
2: Yeah. Greg? I kind of, yeah. In a way, I kind of agree with Gary. They're, they're fantasy characters. Um, I think we try to identify ourselves in too many fantasy things, and I think we're ruining fantasy by doing that. <clears throat> so that's just I mean, I don't know. I, I, people have the right to envision themselves in their fantasy character. So I guess I kind of feel. I'm sorry, it just distracted me and I lost my entire train of thought.
0: I, had, can, I, had, can, I had, from the beginning,
2: I understand why they're doing it because people want. You know, some people want to play, and I kind of agree with the taking out the absolutes with characters. Like I like playing Dro. Dro. But, you know, they shouldn't always be evil, and there shouldn't always be where, like, in D&D where, it's, you know, if you're going to play this class, it's going to be taken negative to, negatively in any city that you go to. That kind of stuff should be removed. Yeah. Okay. But saying that, like, you know, orcs are, you know, dumb. That, I think, is a, a stretch too far. <laughs> you know?
0: Some type
2: of well, it's like you get a strength bonus for you know. To me, orcs always represented like dumb jock. but
0: yeah, I mean, and, and that's why it's you know a plus two, minus two. You know, it's not a huge way up, huge way down. It's just a little bit of a way up, a little way way down. Yeah. Um, but uh, moving on to something a little bit more fun. Uh, Heading down to the Foundry, we run into, of course, Perfeir and Delphin, right? Uh, maybe two of the funnest NPCs we've ever seen, they're in cute. my opinion. Uh, I, I think there's a comment somewhere in there that, uh, Jade, you want to, uh, to adopt them. I <laughs> want to adopt them. I want them to be part of the campaign just to run with us the entire time.
1: They're, they're a cute <laughs> little pair of halflings. They're fun. Um, it it was it was fun for Jade to get to interact. Uh and I I I I have to say thank you to Joe. Um, every you know, even though we do have kind of like sort of stereotypes as to, to different races and things like that, everybody plays things differently. And I was I thought it was really interesting that Joe kind of took the lead of how what character traits of jades were because she was a halfling and she was raised by halflings and perpetuated that in these two little characters. Even so much as to making the color of the hair within this world a natural occurring phenomenon. I thought that was really brilliant and cute.
0: I didn't even think about the fact that the three halflings that we've seen all have different color hair. <laughs>
1: You know, and like because I talk about Jade has green hair all the time, and no one has ever questioned that. No one has ever said, you know, how does Jade dye her hair? Assuming that it's a natural color, where in in my creation of Jade, and from what Joe knows of what I've done in creating Jade, she was just a green haired halfling. You know, right. so he just kind of took that and ran with it, and I thought that was an interesting little you know, hat tip, nod, whatever, to to some creative license uh, and and kind of making it, you know, solidifying it as canon within the story.
0: Yeah, Yeah, I I thought that was great. And then uh, even all the mannerisms, Mm -hmm. uh, he definitely followed your cue on, like, all the mannerisms for them. Um, And it's just weird having the three characters all... Interact constantly. Um, it was fun. It's like having a weird collective of halflings in another world. I gotta say,
1: yeah, it was. It was for Jade. It was kind of like going home. She hasn't been around a lot of halflings since she kind of set out on this adventure. um So it was. It was. It was good. It was cool. It was a, a little bit of a boost for her to to be around other halflings for a little bit, even for you know the brief amount of time that it was. You know, just like Lilith being able to go, and Lilith is an interesting exception because Lilith was raised by dwarves, although not a dwarf. Lilith yeah, got the opportunity true. to go to the dwarf bar and kind of, like, go home again a little bit.
2: I, totally not- yeah, I, I okay. tried to live that up, too.
1: You did. You very much did. It was well done.
2: You know, it was like, she, she hasn't been around, you know, what she considers her people in a very long time. Hmm. And being there was home. And she will go back there when we're done with whatever we're doing.
0: Well, let's see. We, we visited the half the orcs, the elves, the humans, um, seen the half a couple of halflings inside the elf kingdom. We haven't really interacted with dwarves heavily, so maybe the dwarf kingdoms next. Who knows? After, yeah, dwar- you know- dwarves aren't
2: easily manipulated by war makers. Mm.
1: That's true. Maybe. And if I swear if we don't get this War Maker soon, Jade and Chase are gonna like lose their shit. <laughs>
0: <Especially Chase. laughs> what if the dwarves are the war
1: makers? Oh, that's bad. That that would that's really, really bad.
2: <laughs> that's very racist scary. <laughs>
0: well, okay. maybe there is something wrong with me. Who knows? Very xenophobic there. No, no, I think I think Chase had it right, over, or Mark had it right. Again, no, we call it racist.
1: Let's call it what <laughs> it is.
0: Uh, but... he, he, he is so adamant about calling the Queen racist every single time. <laughs> uh, he is
1: nothing if not tenacious.
0: You, you know, the the whole entire time we're going from place to place, none of us thought to look around, and this includes me. None of us thought to look around and go, "Huh, is anybody following us?"
1: That's, you know, that's, that's mm. interesting. None of us like perception checked or, or, you know, tried to. I mean, like, we, I guess, I guess because we weren't being stealthy, you know, because we're going under the pretense of touring the city. I guess we didn't think about looking to see if anyone was following us or watching us.
0: Yeah. But We're well, right. all paranoid now, Gary. Thank you. <laughs> that's what these whole entire sessions are all about, is making everybody paranoid.
1: Ah, okay.
0: <laughs> we should just rename this to "Paranoia Corner." Uh, my my prep for these are are all about just going. Okay, what what could have happened? I, I think I, Mark Mark is always going. You're just gonna blast me about this or about that. <laughs> so, you know, I don't mean to blast people about things. I just. Uh, I don't really know what to say in these things, so I examine the episodes. And when I examine episodes, I, I go over the details.
1: Okay, that's fair enough. It's your show, man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, totally. now that you do, now that you
2: mention it, we've we've never looked behind us. <laughs>
0: Real Adventurers,
2: don't look back! <laughs> I mean, ever! <laughs>
1: Great. Now I'm going to be looking behind me all the time.
0: I'm telling you. <laughs> Just randomly when, when you know, you're know you traveling be like, uh, Joe, I look behind me. Yeah. <laughs> be like, what? I think
1: because we haven't been burned. We haven't been snuck up on yet. You know, yes. adventurers learn by getting their asses kicked. Like that's, you know, we haven't had anybody yeah, sneak up on Joe's us yet. Well, Joe's going to edit it. So he's going to know. <laughs> oh no.
0: We just thought about that. One of us always rolls a high perception role. So so nobody's ever gonna sneak up on the whole entire group.
1: No, uh, and it's hard to sneak up on a half like Ha ha ha. Ah, <laughs> ha ha. Speaking of racial traits.
0: <laughs> now, well, well, going back to the uh, the whole entire mixture of the world and racial traits. It seems like uh, the dwarves do all the heavy lifting uh, in this world. They, they load the carts. Um, the halflings were the middle management. They were bossing around all the dwarves. And the elves were the upper management in the whole entire thing.
1: Yeah, in this city, that is yeah. definitely the case. Seems like.
0: At least for the foundry. Uh, it was something that struck me as very, you know, just keeping everything in the same line joe was very consistent so are sure uh-huh. um I,
1: I think that plays to the story i think that there's you know some there's there's some stuff going on with that you know and i think it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out if we if there is a darker force that is kind of keeping this hierarchy of elves within the city and it just happens to be the War Makers. And we just happen to take it down. Things will get interesting.
0: Well, I, I feel like Lilith needs to start a dwarf equal rights movement.
1: Ah, what? do it. That. Start what? a rebellion.
2: They're, they're all grown. It's her people, though.
1: Yeah, they could go home if they want to.
2: <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not that weird robot from that movie.
1: That was rather fake.
0: From which
2: movie? Well, I don't want to say the movie in case you know they're listening. Oh, it okay. Was a, it, it, it was a weird robot that started an uprising that was having a relationship with a certain captain. Before that, captain lost the ship in a gambling thing with another guy and his sidekick. Starts with soul and ends with oh,
1: love. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Joking. I like somebody could take my geek card away for that. Holy shit. <laughs> Anyhow.
0: Oh, yeah. Man, I... I when you I said Lilith know. could start I'm an uprising.
2: I'm <laughs> sorry. The, the, the scene in that where the uprising started, just when you said Lilith could start an uprising at the mine, I was that's all I could see is, you know, a bunch of
0: dwarves running around. That's right. And there are a bunch of dwarves in the mine. We never thought about that fact. Well, well, Gary, you just, you know, green-lighted a... Uh, Civil war now. Hey, well, I mean, it's not really. Uh, a civil I
2: war, guess it's not a civil war because it's not elf on elf. So you've just you just
0: greenlighted a hate crime. I wouldn't call it a hate crime. I, I would call it a uh, a siege on the elf kingdom. Uh, I,
1: I, I'm staying out of this.
0: And, and realize this isn't Vel doing it. This is Gary doing it. Vel would never condone this. You know.
1: Would you ever do why that? Though? Would you ever put yourself, like you, yourself, as an NPC in a game uh, that sure. you're running?
0: Um, I would. As, maybe like as a barkeep or something like that, because uh, I've always wanted to be Koth.
1: Okay, that's yeah. fair. Uh, that's super fair. Uh, I mean, it, I put my mom, make- you know what, I did put myself in a game because I put my mom and myself as a little girl in one of my games.
0: I, w- I would never say my actual name though, you know, it would just be the barkeep, uh huh. You know, and then always talking the first person after that, as a, little a, a little bit
1: of a little bit of a Hitchcock, you know, you have to put yourself in exactly
0: something like that. I think it would, it would work, right? That'd be cool.
2: Gonna
1: be I'm the waiter.
0: narrator. Well, you have to narrate a little bit, you know, that would be cool story.
1: to have like. To be, oh, see, I have, I have to shut up now because now I have ideas for things. I'm gonna go right. No, okay, go ahead. Next question.
0: <laughs> oh, okay, we gotta wrap this interview up fast.
1: <laughs> no, no, no it's, fine, right. it's fine. I'm no <laughs> good.
0: Don't <laughs> uh, so worry, we're almost done, you know. Um, uh, let's see. So, leaving the foundry, Jade gets to have fun with horses because anytime that there's animals, Jade gets to have fun with horses. Why isn't Lilith reining Jade in, Jade in a little bit? Because Lilith likes it. <laughs> I thought Lilith was more sensible than that.
1: Oh no, Lilith's nope. my pal!
0: <laughs> I embrace the chaos. Oh, do, so do Jade... you forget that we, we we saved an octopus? Oh yeah. Okay. So 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 Jade has Celeste and Lilith both as like crazy sidekicks.
1: <laughs>
0: so it's well, just Jade okay. and Alvel who are going to hold her back. <laughs>
1: You guys are the straight men. Well, I mean I Lilith, hear. Lilith and Jade have a bond. Lilith and Jade are tight. Like this is don't don't mess with my Lilith, you know. Um and Lilith does embrace Jade's chaos quite a bit. Celeste we're, we have yet to see. Celeste needs to come out of her shell a little more, you know, and and we're working on that. Like I'm I'm actively like jade wants to get celeste to to open up a little bit and trust a little bit and at least if she hates people that's fine but at least trust the party and i think once that happens a little more there's going to be more shenanigans you know
0: anything involving animals i think that jade and celeste can get into some major trouble
1: oh yeah oh yeah for sure we fed bears it's cool but, you know, when it comes to fastball special, I'm looking to yeah. Lilith. Shake and bake. Yeah. love it. Shake
0: and bake the fastball special. Like, and, and with the crowbar added in, it's like a fastball with a hit.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ooh, I haven't done that yet. Because usually if I go fastball special, I have my daggers out. Um, But so doing it with the crowbar would be interesting. I'll have to try that. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm almost out of spells,
2: so pretty soon I'm going to be throwing you in a lot of things.
1: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) As soon as Lilith runs out of spells, she starts chucking halflings.
0: That's one way to do it. Uh, So so getting into the mine, we meet uh, the administrator. I've been really bad with my notes. I forgot to write down his name as well. Uh, Did he have a name? What's that? Did he have a name? He did. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I remember. It's, I think it started with a K. Uh, but, you know, get get a tour from him, of course, and run across the uh, mineshaft that you had the map towards written on a napkin of all things. Because, well, you, know, you, you know, you didn't have, like, parchment on you? No! Have you seen, seen
2: her outfit?
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly!
2: <laughs> I mean, you carry a bag. Yeah, <laughs> of it. You know, we're not really that kind of a party, Gary.
1: <laughs> Dude, some of the most earth-shattering things have been written on napkin.
0: Uh, let's see. The whole <laughs> recipe was written on a napkin. Uh, the first. I really want to see I really want to see
2: Elon Musk. He sketched out SpaceX on a napkin on a plane ride from, Ru- from Russia after they laughed at him about, you know, he was going to make his own rocket. Right, yeah.
1: Uh-huh. So, countless songs, countless number one chart-chattering songs have been written on napkins.
0: Yeah, but then they, you know, get dropped inside the drink by accident. So <laughs> there they go. <laughs> And the administrator had no chance against the two of you. Between you know, you using your sedultery ways on him, uh, which you learned from Lilith, and then <laughs> Lilith just totally reading his mind. Uh, he was just in a bind, one hundred percent. I was I was so happy to see a deep dive because uh, I I hadn't seen one since, as you mentioned, Orion. And anytime you deep dive Orion and fail. Uh, it wasn't well, that much fun.
2: For some reason, Orion couldn't roll to save his life except if it was the same verse me. <laughs> only time. You know? He could only protect himself from people that mean him no harm.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, if he turned out to be, uh... Yes, if he turned out to be a doppelganger, it would have been bad. Then you would have meant him harm. So,
2: who knows? Well... I thought I was going to have to meet him harm when I found out that his mentor was under someone's mind control, and I just blasted him without saying anything.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, in that moment, he he had like a Sophie's Choice moment, right? Uh, his mentor just got blasted, or, and you know he's friends with you. Who you know?
1: What well, does he do? I had to fully. When I did
2: that, I fully expected he was going to attack me, but I had to protect Jade, and I was hoping that without having to you know hurt him too bad, we could get back up the stairs
1: yeah that was that was a tense moment. I kind of want to go back and listen to that again that was that was a super tense moment,
0: yeah, I'm trying to remember like how far back that was
1: seems oh, like God, forever,
2: yeah, it really does it, it, so it's at least like fifteen episodes, right something like that. Yeah, it's got to be, because it was um, one of the earlier, when we got to Grimsby episodes.
0: Oh, no. we so got like, back from Rylan. 20, 25 episodes ago. Yeah, it was way, way back. Hmm. Man, so many episodes. Um, yeah. So you, you, you get the administrator down. Uh, the whole entire facade of being on this tour goes away. Uh, which is great, because I think all this sleuthing around just isn't the companion style, actually. Uh, being able to just be like, look, you're in trouble. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, we're going to mess you up.
1: because <laughs> we trip over each other when we're trying to be
0: sneaky. You know <laughs> what? Actually, up until just now, I think that we haven't tripped over... You guys haven't tripped over each other at all. Um, but it, it's funny... Uh, the whole facade drops and all of a sudden, nobody can roll a die. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that one's pretty funny. Um, one of the great things, though, was that... Uh, roll 20 just abandoned us. What was that? Was,
1: was that the That's night it. that I actually ended up pulling out my physical dice? Yeah. Yeah, because oh. I kept rolling ones.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah. Roll 20 just abandoned us.
0: <laughs> you know, eventually it'll come back they will always come back. It has to. Statistically <laughs> speaking. It's a computer. Always trust the computers. You hear that? <laughs> always <laughs> trust the computers.
1: They're being sabotaged by the, by the dice making companies.
0: I'm telling you, I am a real person. Always trust the computers. <laughs> I don't know. I... Um, after a statement like that, I'm starting to wonder. <laughs>
2: Greg, you've met me in person. <laughs>
1: We know you. We know you're real, or at least you were. Yeah, you
2: were. That's what you know. That was what I was trying to think. Is well, we haven't seen you face to face in a while, Gary. The last time I think it was at Joe's house. Yeah, a couple that was, months ago. It was before, over a ago Yeah, I was about yeah. to say because
0: it was before the pandemic.
1: It was pre-COVID. Yeah. yeah.
0: Last winter, or gotcha. two winters ago. I know. So long, and then. uh <laughs> so the administrator he lets drop well he kind of let drop he let it drop to you Lo, but we all heard it so we all reacted uh um that you know the order would be mad at him uh and like i think everybody had the same reaction the order wait bell's order cuz that was my first reaction <laughs> it's definitely celeste's order first reaction and joe right away said no 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 not bell's order. but what if he just said that to cover What if it is my order? And, like, I just don't know about it, right?
1: That would be interesting.
0: I mean, We'll kill them the same as everybody else. (laughs) Or what if it's, like, an order that works against my order? That is
1: actually probably very likely, because, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but you, your order is, is, you're scholarly, aren't you?
0: Uh, no, no, we're, 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 we're actually, we don't like to do violence, but we... Are actually out there to kill things
1: okay okay so so wow it's I'm not a violent thing
0: i don't think you know it means what it means <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think you understand what that word means <laughs> um, <laughs> i don't think it means what you
1: think it means um <laughs> <is I> d-
0: <laughs> we're out there to kill monstrosities and uh uh uh, uh
1: so it's so it's a fighting it's a fighting evil type of a thing. It's a it's a right. killing the bad guy, killing the bad monster type of thing. But you guys, it's a it's a religious order. Not a we're getting paid to do this. We're not mercenaries.
0: Exactly.
1: Kind of a thing. Yeah. Monster killer monks.
0: Exactly. Now That's I had cool. one other thought though with with this other order. It could be like a symbiotic relationship order, like a yin and yang type thing like that both orders have to be there and that they like at the t- upper echelons they know about each other and that they like let each other stay active and exi- coexist um kind of like in good omens uh how you know like angels and demons are both on earth and you know but don't like directly involve each other uh, with each other
1: mm-hmm. Well, you we're know? just going to have to fuck up that balance then aren't we
0: well, I I don't know. Like I can't say what Bell's going to do cuz I don't know what Bell's going to do. And that I I will say that Bell doesn't know any of this. This is all me talking and you know.
1: Suculation.
0: Um but yeah, this is this is this is my conspiracy theory of the week. <laughs> cuz I was scary very
1: this perfect day of you.
0: <laughs> this was this was me uh very very happy to be like, "Oh, what about this? So. And you Greg. Show idea. And Greg, you win my Not the Murder Hobo of the Week award this week. You actually tried to talk the guy down from a fight. I'm so proud of you.
1: Yay! Yeah. It
0: happened. Will what? it ever happen again? Probably not. <laughs> I mean, you failed horribly at it, so. Exactly. See, see what happens when I try to do
2: the right thing? <laughs> i'm a hammer and when you're a hammer everything is a nail well so you just did it you're a pretty good
0: hammer so she's I think a pretty that... hammer or i just guide and bolt it a pretty hammer that hammers well Ooh, i have a pretty there.
1: hammer pretty hammers are fun you know what happens when you have a pretty hammer guys won't steal it there you go
0: uh, every <laughs> girl <laughs> just have pink hammers no guy will ever steal it
1: I did. I when I was stage managing, dudes were always stealing my tools. So I got a set of tools that all the handles were all flowers. Nobody ever stole my tools again.
2: I'd steal your tools.
1: Well, you're an exception,
2: but <laughs> uh, I'm that's not
1: because anxious, you are though. my pretty hammer.
0: <laughs> tool is tool. <laughs> for me it would depend on what quality well no i wouldn't steal tools nope you're not supposed to steal people's no tools. that's
1: like you don't I do that of those...
0: let me just rephrase i wouldn't steal it but it wouldn't stop me from using it that's yeah, fair I'm, I'm very good at borrowing tools and forgetting to return them <laughs> that's uh hear me out that's just stealing with more steps
1: <laughs> is that stealing with style?
0: <laughs> no, 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 no. That's stealing. It's, it's
1: intention, intention counts. That's,
0: that's stealing without intent. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. Really seems to be stealing with more steps. No, it's
2: less steps. Well, well no, because you got to borrow it if you're going to steal it. You just take it.
0: But, well, you no, know, I'm, I'm borrowing. And I'm just forgetting. Uh-huh. So, so like when you steal something, you have to like plan the steal, and you have to uh, be sneaky about the steal, and and you know be subvertive, and you know whatnot. No, when you just borrow something, you just borrow it.
1: Hey, can I borrow this? I'll bring it right back. Never come back. Okay, so Lilith I, is. I my, if Lilith is my pretty hammer, who did I borrow her from?
2: Orion? I don't know. <laughs> no, that was never going to happen.
1: Oh,
0: <laughs> Billy. <laughs> Seemed like it for a little bit there.
1: Oh, they are on opposite sides. That would have been interesting. That would have been very interesting considering they're clashing gods.
0: Yeah, it's true. It it would have been a great little yin and yang again.
2: I don't know. I think Willis just really felt for Ori, and he had a whole lot of bad things happen to him all at
0: (laughs) once. When you watch somebody go through so much, you can't help but reach your heart out to them. Yeah, what's that Florence Nightingale syndrome?
2: From um uh, back to the future.
0: Oh so Orion's your Marty McFly. Well dad or Calvin Klein. <laughs> Calvin
1: Klein. Oh man, we're dating ourselves.
0: Oh yeah. So for all you young oh. folks, go go watch an eighties movie called Back to the Future. Yeah, everybody should know what that movie is. Never mind.
1: Yeah, well, I think even the newer generations know what Back to the Future is.
0: Yeah, that movie is epic. It lasts forever. It'll never go away. It, does kinda, it still ages well, too.
1: Yeah, I went back like and it. watched them all recently.
0: Do they all still age well? I mean, I'm pretty sure yeah. the hoverboard one takes place like now. I doesn't? mean, if you,
1: if you ignore the dates.
0: Okay.
2: Yeah, because you, you know what? It happened a couple years ago because I remember you guys were in the old house. And we watched it on that date.
1: <laughs> yes, we did. We did. That was fun.
2: Yeah, because it was the first time Darian had seen it. And we watched I mean, it that
0: night. Oh, world. Yeah. How, how do you not go, like, your entire life without watching Back to the Future?
1: Well, she was young. Gotta, she
2: was... Yeah, she was, oh, 18 or 19.
1: Yeah. yeah well, I yeah, saw
0: it when I was, like, young. what, eight?
1: <laughs> Dude, I saw it in the theaters. Hush.
0: <laughs> <I've
1: done it.
0: laughs> but see, I was never a
2: big fan of Back to the Future too. I liked Back to the Future Three when they went um, to the old
0: west.
1: Yep, Three is one of my favorites. Three was Three is the one that like nobody likes that I like just like uh, Star Trek Four.
0: Which one's Four? The whales. Undiscovered country. Oh yeah, that one's horrible.
1: The Voyage Home. That's my favorite one.
0: What?
2: I love that one. How? So- do, do you know always the only part of that movie I didn't like is they didn't blow up the whale ship at the end. And they should they have blown blow up it? the whaling
1: ship. See, I, I
2: posted about that the other day. They said uh, humpback whales are no longer on the endangered, or they're making a real comeback, and it was the cast saying, you're welcome.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I saw that. That was really cute. That was awesome. They did do a lot. They did do a whole well, lot. They, they
2: brought a lot of... Um, Attention to
0: it.
1: Yep, exactly. Well, that makes yep. the
0: movie worthwhile, right there. I and mean,
1: that's that's one of the reasons why I love it so much, is because I'm I'm pretty big on that stuff.
0: But quality
2: I, of the movie. Come on. Uh, it was just, you know what? It's still better than some of the other ones.
1: We, we won't talk about five.
2: That's undiscovered. No,
0: that's um the one with Fox. God, need a
1: spaceship.
0: Ugh. Oh, okay. Yeah, five was. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> now, what the, Star- what the hell is the name of that one?
1: Uh Final Frontier?
0: Yes. Final
2: Frontier. Frontier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Undiscovered Frontier. Country is the one I like where what's her name said it has to have a tailpipe. <laughs> Michelle Nichols.
0: Michelle
1: Nichols, I love her
0: so much. We can all agree the first three were better though. Right? Yes.
1: Okay, okay. so if we're talking Star Trek movies. Yes.
0: Star Trek
1: one, the very first movie, is simultaneously absolutely freaking incredible and so cringeworthy at the same time like you go yeah. I, I, I've gone back <laughs> recently and yeah. you watch it and you're like oh my god what the hell was that like there's some really rough patches but it was groundbreaking yeah. for its time and it was Star Trek
0: but yeah. that thing you have to put it into context of its time you know yeah. it was the first one it's much older than all the rest,
1: yeah, the timing is they crazy. also
0: threw that they
2: threw that together to answer Star Wars, yeah, to get in yeah. on the big you know hype with Star Wars. They were like, well, damn, we need to get a Star Trek movie out.
1: Let's do a movie. Yeah, And if you put it so in
0: comparison do. to Star Wars, maybe it's a failure.
1: Well, that's the thing is that as much as people like to compare Star Trek and Star Wars, i i I have trouble comparing them because besides the fact that they take place in space in in not actually both the future because one is very specifically futuristic and the other one actually says a long time ago in a galaxy far far away but besides that they're nothing alike there's No. no no real comparison you know like i can take like Star Trek and Farscape, or Star Trek and Battlestar Galactica, or something like that, and make comparisons because they have a lot of similarities. But as far as Star Wars and Star Trek are concerned, they're completely... It's, they have Star in their names, and they came out around the same time. That's about it.
0: I yeah. agree with you 100%. Well, it's funny, because I could
2: never like get into Farscape, or like even the new Battlestar Galactica. Like I watched the miniseries, and that was okay, but I could never get into the series. Battlestar I don't know. Lactic I it's the...
1: actually closer to Star Wars.
2: Yeah. Yeah, but like, I like the original Lauren Green, you know, mm-hmm. Dirk Benedict, you know, um, Battlestar Galactica.
0: I wasn't yeah. a huge fan.
1: I think that's a generational I'm gonna go, thing,
0: too. I'm, I'm going to go hide now.
1: <laughs> you are allowed to have whatever fandom well, you want we are allowed to completely digress a onto a topic that has nothing out. to do with not safe for wizards on this show because it's your damn show
0: well you know <laughs> i think it is generational too
1: I it is it's definitely generational
2: but When Battlestar galactica came out you were a baby gary i really was because it was like, seven, maybe, I don't even think you were born yet,
0: because it was what, you were born in 82? I was, yep, yeah, from 39. Just had a birthday uh,
2: the other day, I know you won't tell us, yeah. so, so, but yeah, so I think that came out in like 79. Ooh, yeah, I wasn't
0: born yet. So. And then they I mean, did some weird stuff with it. So, okay. So,
1: 1978.
0: Uh, 78, yeah, four years mm-hmm. before I was born.
1: So, so technically, like we were alive, but we were kids, too.
0: Yeah, but it's still something. But that you I know. can remember we, being in
2: kindergarten watching that show.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. yep. So it's I like, had
2: the toy.
0: I remember all the things my brother watched, who's six years older than me. And like, I, um, I enjoyed them, even though they were a little bit before my time because he watched them. And I still remember them and, you know, they're kind of part of my upbringing because of that. But having an older sibling does well.
1: help. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> Anyways, uh, I want to end the show on one more topic and that is uh not the weather. Uh I just want to point one thing out about the weather in uh yesterday in Sioux Falls it got down to negative 26 degrees.
1: I thought you were talking about the weather in the show.
0: Nope. It's like I, I'm fucking cold. Real, I'm talking about real world. Although it is f- fucking cold in real world as well as the show. True story. Uh, so the difference between uh, Sioux Falls and Fort Lauderdale was over 100 degrees yesterday.
1: We have broken Gosh. the planet.
0: Yeah,
2: and Sioux Falls so, was probably colder than it was in Antarctica yesterday.
0: Uh I did not look that up, but uh yeah, one hundred and thirteen degrees between you guys and South Dakota. Well uh, I remember last
2: year when the polar vortex hit. I have a friend that lives in Chicago, and she said that it was ten degrees colder in Chicago than it was in um Antarctica at Nickdo wow. or whatever the u s bases in Antarctica.
0: Well, but that makes sense a lot of times because when it's winter in Chicago, it's summer in Antarctica. So, you know, I didn't even think about that until you said, but still, it's Antarctica.
1: That's a geek point for geography. Yeah, that's actually a good point.
0: So, but if it was, if it was colder in Chicago than the Arctic Circle, then I would be impressed. Oh, I don't know. That polar vortex, man. Uh, but yeah it's still like antarctica stays cold all the time that you know it's it. i don't think it gets above like 30 degrees there uh cuz it always has snow always has ice
2: yeah perma frozen so
0: yeah it's per well it's supposed to be permanently frozen we'll see what happens in 50 years mm. No, probably
2: not because if you know antarctica melts uh, we're we're all going to be um
1: <laughs>
0: Some parts of the world will still be above water. Hopefully, mm-hmm. we'll all be living very, very tightly spaced. Mount Everest.
1: You won't have to worry about us being so far away. Gary, we'll be closer <laughs> to you. We can all get together and game again because the world's going to end anyway. Well,
0: you know, things are gone, Hopefully, we'll all be able to game again soon. Anyways, uh, I think things are going are on the rise. That's the optimist in me talking. Uh, so ho- hopefully, yeah, hopefully yeah we'll eventually we have to it. hit herd immunity.
1: <laughs> well, we've got a vaccine now, so it's it's gonna happen. That's gonna yeah, go
0: distribution's better. going well. Numbers are starting to come down a little bit, not a lot, but a tiny bit. Enough that I'm I'm gonna be optimistic. So, anyways, well, we so can, be optimistic. yeah, exactly. Be optimistic, but do the right thing every day. That that's that's the lesson. Uh wear a mask, stay at home, wash your hands. Anyways guys, uh thank you so much for being on with me tonight. Uh this was a lot of fun, as always. And uh just say- what's that? That I had a ball. Just one? I think you have two.
1: Oh wow, really?
0: Well, you don't know me, Gary. <laughs> you don't know what kind of rough childhood I had. Oh, that no. is a good point. Hey, I could guys. see you going on a fence. <laughs>
1: terrible i love you both you're terrible
0: i love you guys uh thank you again and to everyone out there just remember keep those conspiracies coming have a good night hey thanks for listening to out of character if you liked what you heard please leave us a review and rating on apple podcasts or google podcasts or whatever podcatcher you listen to And if you'd like to be part of the show and ask a question, uh, you can do so on Twitter uh, using the hashtag NSFWOOC. Thanks for listening. We'll be back later.